0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us, at Oilers now. A couple texts have come in since uh, the comments about the hecklers, uh, these clowns on Instagram. Uh, Bob, I saw the thing on Facebook about three mall rats in around 14, 15 years of age. Connor was with his parents walking out of an establishment. They were saying, you better start winning some games, man, with the sound of a hyena laugh in the background. They had won too many Shirley Temples, and suddenly they're heckling the best player on the planet for some reason. Clearly, the parents uh, these, uh, the parents of these kids did a very poor job of raising these unproductive pukes. Yeah, let's heckle a guy that's responsible for winning most of the games that the Oilers do, completely classless. Uh, that is the reoccurring theme that comes with the territory, and again, we, we addressed it because we have to address it. Todd McClellan addressed it. I don't get it. It's happened before. There is a reoccurring theme with the type of individuals I've found over the last 15 to 20 years that would be evasive or invasive of people's personal uh, space in that situation. And let's, let's leave it at lat. And Craig to McDavid, Bob, apparently he laughed it off today and said it wasn't a big deal. So yeah, okay. good for him. Yeah, that's good. Uh, some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roost Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roost Chris, where two can dine for $120. John Shannon joins us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He is in Pittsburgh today with the Calgary Flames are uh, getting ready to take on Sidney Crosby of Jenny Malkin and the Penguins. John, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Not bad. Uh, disappointing first half of the game performance against the Rangers the other night after the Oilers had actually put together some, uh, some decent games. Uh, what's going on with the Calgary Flames these days? They've kind of uh, run in a bit of a tough stretch themselves. They're clearly missing Mike Smith.
1: Yeah, I think they're missing Mike Smith, and I think that you know they've got a they're probably a little more banged up than they're prepared to admit. Michael Ferland is back in the lineup tonight, which probably bumps a few guys down the domino to be in the right position for uh, for the hockey club. But at the same time, I, I think when you look at their game against Rangers on Friday night, uh, you know they had 50 shots on goal, but. Uh, they can't win at home, and when you can't win at home, and I don't have to tell fans this: when you can't win at home, you're not going to get much chance. It's funny, you know, both teams in Alberta, home ice advantage down the Alberta Trail used to be something that was very important to both clubs, and, you know, now it's an issue for both of them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Edmonton comes in tonight's game, John, with a record of 13-17-2 at home. And three and eleven against the Eastern Conference. Yeah, like, yeah, it,
1: it it it's a strange one to me. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, the fact that uh, and and the uh, the Flames are under NHL five hundred at home as well. They're they're fourteen and fifteen basically at home. Uh, you know, you can, that 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 should be a sanctuary for for your hockey club. You should there should be, it, it is called home ice advantage for a reason, Bob. And there has to there well, whether know, it Do you think you think you think there's too much pressure on the players? Do they is it self-imposed pressure? Is it the pressure of the the fans? Is it, I mean, where do you think it comes
0: from? Oh, I, I think I, I think it's way tougher to play in Canada than it is in the United States. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think that when it goes bad and and people say why are you asking about Calgary, they're 15 points ahead of the orders. John, as you know, I, I want as many Canadian teams in the playoffs as possible. Because I know what it means to the Canadian markets yeah. to get in the playoffs. I'm not one of these uh, rant and cheer against Calgary guys. I'd would like nothing more to see the Flames make it. And
1: yeah, you know, but but I, I look at that. I mean, the, the Maple Leafs have a great record at home. Winnipeg has a great record at home. So it, it's it, it's to me, it you know, it, it's one of those ones where you you look at you know if you look at the Oilers you, you, you talked about the Oilers doing what they did if you look at the Oilers and and they were 17 13 and 2 at home uh we, we they'd be smack in the middle of this wild card race yeah you know and and so yeah, I mean, everybody can point at you know special teams being anemic at times winning at home i mean that, that should be that should be paramount for any hockey club uh, that, that should there should be half a goal advantage at home, in my mind, for any team. Uh, and particularly a team that has the best player in hockey in the last change.
0: Well, it has not come to fruition this year, John. And, you know, part of it is they just got off to a bad start and they never really were able to recover from it. That's not an excuse. I'm just... Speaking to the reality of the situation, and I think we saw last year Edmonton started the year seven and two, actually seven and one. Yeah. But seven and two in the month of October. And uh buoyed that into even though they were just okay for about fifty games during the year, then they went twelve and two down the stretch. So they were nineteen and three in those combined games, and that's that you know, that helps get you forty seven wins and this year the yeah. orders got off to a bad start. They got off to a bad start at home. I, I, I do think that this is a knowledgeable fan base and you can't BS them, okay? Nope. They, they know when the no, team's yeah. playing well. They know when they're putting the energy in. And and clearly we've gotten the stage now where it's got to be stated. Uh, something has been missed, and, and I'll be the first to admit to it, John, I thought they were going to play their way out of it. I really did. And I'm going to be wrong. And I, I didn't think that would be the case. And so I overrated how good the team was. But I also overrated their ability to to figure this thing out and get it turned in the right direction.
1: You bring up a really good point. By the way, there's a fine line between an excuse and a reason. Uh, it's a fine line. And and I think that this team has had both. I think there's been excuses at points, and I think there's been reasons. And, and the reasons are valid when you consider some of the injuries they've had. The, the one thing that I, I would caution everybody in Edmonton, uh, and, and fans particularly, is, and, and it's true for a lot of teams that are in the same peril as the Oilers, is like I don't think you can look at anything between now and the end of the regular season and say, okay, this guy's better than we thought. I mean, this is not a time to be saying that these guys, this guy is playing for a job. I don't think it happens anymore. And I think what you do is you start to think your team is actually better than it truly is. And that's where I think that Peter and and Todd and and Bob and the guys have a real challenge ahead of them because it's going to be difficult to measure who is doing what and what are they doing better, uh, particularly if they put a couple of wins together. That, That to me is a a real challenge. You see, you're seeing it right now in Montreal, Bob. You're, you're seeing it where people are saying, "Ah, oh, I see Montreal's playing much better. Seven points in seven straight games." And this is the—it's not—it's—it's not. It's, it's not. They're, you know, they're—they're they're getting teams that are taking them lightly. They're—they're—they're they're, they're getting opportunities uh, when other teams are banged up. This is not a time to be measuring what you have and then justifying why some people keep their jobs. I think, and I'm talking about players. I think this is a time to know who you have. They already know who they have that's going to work next year. They already know what they have to do next year. Um, but let's not put too much in, in in thinking of what they have between now and April the eighth that is going to make this team better next year.
0: Well, it's it's been incredibly disappointing. I can tell you that. John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey on uh, Rogers. Uh, John, uh, you know Bob Nicholson mentioned the other night during the Hockey Night Canada broadcast. You know, we believe in Cam Talbot. We think he can bounce back. I agree with Bob on that sentiment. I, I You know, I, again, back to the start. I mean, he got pulled in two of his first four starts this year. Yeah. Okay? And there might be some out there that would say, well, maybe the game in Vancouver was a quick pull. The game against Ottawa, that was a bit of a mercy pull at that stage of the game, right? But, um, you know, I, I think you got to build confidence in your group from the get-go. I, I, this is also a different generation of players. Uh, the, three of the Oilers' top four defensemen, uh, s- a significant injury for Sekra to deal with. Cleftbaum bomb a tweak all year long. Larson's health has been a challenge. Um, and then most recently dealing with the death of his father. Uh, Darnell Nurse has taken a progressive step forward, and that leaves Russell and Benning. And I think they've kind of been static, but they've got to find a way, in my opinion, to get uh, more positive direction going with those D. Because we might see all six of those defensemen back, John.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. The, the other thing is that you, you mentioned something about uh, the, the modern-day player there, Bob. I will tell you right now, in talking to coaches around the NHL, uh, the days of fire and brimstone, the days of, of ragging on your guys on the bench are over. Yeah, um, you, you know, you do that to a player in this day and age, and they might go into a funk. Uh, it, it, you may not like that they go into a funk, but they go into a funk. Coaches now are half strategists and half psychologists and how to maintain an attitude, particularly an attitude uh, with a losing season. And it, that doesn't that doesn't stop the season from being arduous from a, a workload, uh, from the, the bangs and bruises that every one of these guys have at this time of the year, no matter whether they're scoring or not. Um, it, it's, there are days it's tough to come to the rink even if you're winning. And the the key thing in all of this is try to create an environment, if you're a coach, to create an environment that these guys still want to come and still want to contribute to the success of the team. And I don't envy envy what coaches have to do now. I mean, you can overmeet. You can give them too much video. you, You can do way too many things that just turn a guy off and yet every guy's a little different. So the, the challenge of a coach is how to treat every guy different and yet get the best out of them as a team. And I, and there are days that I look at all 31 coaches around this league, and if you're not winning, because that's the, that's the best recipe yep. for how you deal with players. If you're not winning, then man, oh man, this is a huge challenge.
0: John, let me ask you this. If a, if a guy played, say, back in the 80s, and he didn't work in hockey for the last ten or fifteen years. Do you think that it'd be maybe challenging to understand the commitment level needed? Totally. Because
1: could... uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I you know, I it's it's one of those ones, Bob, where you you know, you know, you know alumni guys as I do, and, and all around the league, and yep. you know, there, there's you know, when you talk to them, you know, when they bring out that well, when I played mentality. You know what? That tells you that they're not around the game enough right now and not around um, the elite athletes that these guys are and how much better fitness these guys are than even the great teams of the 80s. Uh, and the commitment that every one of these guys makes. At the same time, you know, the complexities on the psychological side of these athletes, it becomes even higher. And that becomes the huge challenge is that this is, just, it's, it's, tenfold a much more intense business physically uh, and mentally than it was 30 years ago.
0: Extend that metaphor even, you know, I, I can tell you in terms of the guys that I respect that we that we work with, it's the guys that are all in and thoroughly engaged. There's nothing that I despise more than, you know, hearing a fella, maybe on a radio show as an example, or a guy who's a once-a-week writer who's not around on a daily basis, and who uh, sits there and drafts off of others but tries to formulate an opinion as though they're in the, and, and don't get me wrong, there's some guys that have might have access even though they're only around once or twice a week to a general manager but that would be rare in this line of week. You know what I mean by that though like it, you, yeah, you can I ex- like I, I, I know I who's grinding and I know who's not grinding yeah. and so I respect the guys that are grinding.
1: Actually, I, I, not to name drop too much, but I uh, sat with Crosby for 10 minutes this morning, just the two of us, and I, I asked him about a few things, including why he always seems to be better with, with kids on his wings than the veterans. And then I went and, and, and sat with Derek Broussard, who has been here for, what's he's been here nine days. Uh, and so I asked him one question. I said, uh, what have you learned in nine days? He says these guys are intense, and they work every day, and they do everything at the top level all the time. Meetings in, in the in the weight room, uh, the warm up, the game, post game. These guys, and, he, and when he's pointing at these, he was pointing at Crosby and Balkan, He says they never stop, you know, and that's why. The, and he, he's the one who turned to me and said, and that's why they've won two cups in a row. So I mean, it, there are lessons to be learned. Uh, that uh, when and and it's easy when the you know, Sid, Sid and Connor one and one a in my mind, right? Uh, when 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 Sidney's sitting there doing all this stuff, working working his tail off as much as he does, it's easy for the team just to to you know to follow him along uh, and and get in the draft and and. Uh, and be a great team and, and play as a team and that's that's the difficult part right now and that's the challenge in my mind that's the challenge for connor is that connor can do all he wants but he you know the other guys have to match his intensity they will never match his ability they will never match uh how he plays the game but they certainly can follow up uh and and work their tails off as david does
0: We're joined by John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stauffer with you. Uh, Is the right support network in place right now in terms of, you know, like, I mean, the game has Pittsburgh as a team that plays a high-tempo speed skill game. The Oilers chose chose a path, and it must be stated, that 90% of the fans wanted Edmonton to go down. Which was to build a bigger, heavier, tougher team that could compete in the Pacific Division, and then the move the league moved away from that team. But theoretically, do you think that the Oilers can make some alterations to their lineup in the off-season? They might not even have to be substantive to be a far more competitive team next year.
1: Well, well, let's put it this way: uh, again, in, in terms of where I am, the Penguins have made alterations. When you're, you know, there's a real challenge when you're winning all the time is to, you know, stick with it, stay with it, don't change. But, but they did that; they changed, and and I I think that every team needs change. I mean, I mean the guys that are working in offices listen to the show. I mean, they'll understand when you talk about the 70-20-10 mentality. Seventy 70%, percent, you know, people keep their jobs. Twenty need to be moved on and or, or promoted, and ten need to be fired. You know, I mean, that's what happens constantly, and it's no different for a hockey team. You know, this is a this is a, 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 this is a moving, organic fact. Uh, uh, the team, and sure, there needs to be changes. Uh, sure, there's a good core, uh, but I'll tell you what—that's the challenge that Peter has now—is that he's got to got to identify how he can change, and how with the constrictions that he has. Cap wise and contract wise, how can he make change and get in that get in that right draft of of moving with it with a league now that is identified transition and speed much bigger than it has physical play.
0: Yeah, well, there's no question Everton's going to need more speed and skill. You know what? Pittsburgh under Mike Johnson, they were not a team that was playing fast at that time.
1: Oh no, right? No, and and all it did, all it took was Mike Sullivan to say, release the hounds. Yep. Uh, and uh, and 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 that's what's happened. So it's it, it's not out of the question in Edmonton. That's for sure. I mean, I, I, you you and I both know that. And, and there are there are nights now you can see it. Uh, but you have to see it every night, and you have to see it every practice, and you have to see it every game.
0: Well, it was interesting. Uh, a guy I know you re- respect, Eric Dujardin, uh, drew an analogy between Pontus Eberg and william carlson and if that comes close to uh coming to fruition for Everton, that'd be a pretty amazing thing john final question just back to pittsburgh i mean they are the two-time champs i think tampa's better but until someone knocks you off who are you taking or are you concerned about their goaltending
1: well matt murray skated this morning um albeit he didn't take any shots uh so I think you just have to have your, uh, your fingers crossed that, uh, you know, Tristan Jerry, the old oil king, can keep them going until uh, Murray gets back and be ready for the playoffs. Uh, but I, I, I do remind you that, uh, you know, Murray has been in this boat before and come off injury and won the cup. <laughs> so uh, I'm not too concerned about goaltending here in, in, in Pittsburgh. I, I like, uh, I tell you what, Tampa-Pittsburgh Eastern Conference final would be certainly fun to watch. And in the end, it might be that guy that Tampa took from Pittsburgh and Chris Kunitz that's a different difference maker because he's teaching a lot of the guys in Tampa how to win.
0: Great stuff, John. Thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. Talk to you soon. Yep. Twelve fifty four in Edmonton. You can escape the cold this March. Get away with New West Travel. Great last minute deals on fun in the sun destinations. These all inclusive vacation packages include airfare, meals, drinks, and entertainment, including parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now. The Riviera Maya for twelve ninety five. Puerto Vallarta for twelve oh seven. Well, Talco just eighteen twenty nine. For more reservations. Reach out to the travel experts at Newest Travel. Go online at newestravel.com. When we come back, we're going to play Mr. Lube Trivia, and it's a hard one today. It's going to challenge you. If you won in the last 30 days, you can't win, by the way. Mr. Lube Trivia, winter driving begins at Mr. Lube, Canada's leader in car maintenance. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. Proamsports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave special. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Randy Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. Edmonton Oilers against the Arizona Coyotes tonight. We're going to go to Mr. Lube Trivia. Here it is. Arizona first-round pick Brendan Perlini from the 2014 NHL draft. 16 goals this season. Grew up in England. He went to hockey school in Guildford. It was run by which current Edmonton-based hockey personality? This guy's a general manager of a team in Edmonton. 780-496-0063. We'll head off to a break, to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And uh, when we come back, uh, we got some things coming up. Colin Larkin, the orders signed him today. We're going to talk to him at about one we We'll get to NHL today at one we We'll take some calls and also hear from Ryan Strom. This is orders Now.